हेलो वेलकम टू साइलेंट विजडम ऑनलाइन सत्संग दिस इज अ ग्रेट अपॉर्चुनिटी फॉर ऑल ऑफ आस टू कम टुगेदर और लाइक माइंडेड पीपल हैव स्पिरिचुअल डिस्कशंस शेयर आर व्यूज आस्क क्वेश्चंस हैव आर क्वेरीज रिजॉल्व एंड सो दैट ऑल ऑफ आस टुगेदर प्रोग्रेस ऑन आर स्पिरिचुअल पाथ today as you all know i have picked up the topic on lifestyle of a spiritual seeker and all of us are spiritual seekers over here so it will be really good to understand and learn from each other that what is the kind of lifestyle that has helped us what is it that we have done in our journey that has helped in the progress have we made any big changes maybe for some they have not made any big changes and things have moved smoothly in a normal manner so it is good to know and learn from each other first we need to understand like when we say a spiritual seeker how is a spiritual seeker different from other people is there any difference what are their goals how do they earn money how do they spend money what kind of relationships do they have what is their behavior like is there any ethics that they follow do they have different kind of emotions what kind of relationships do they have right so all these questions and that applies to all of us that's why we are all here my understanding is that uh, a spiritual seeker is like any other person except that he or she somewhere is not satisfied with the ways of the world and the ways of the society somewhere they feel this big question in their mind that whatever they have learned what the society has taught them where it is going is that right or is there something more they find some deep loopholes and questions them not that other people don't uh, question them everybody questions them i think everybody in their lifetime realize that something is wrong so you'll find that people say oh the governments are not functioning properly look at the system it is so bad there are problems with the society there are problems with this or that and some people get into the reformation process that okay you know things are wrong and let's try to reform some people become rebellious others try to do better to adjust with the system how they can be part of the mainstream and a spiritual seeker the way i understand it and it will be good to hear from you if you have a different view point is that the spiritual seeker turns inside to find the answers that is the big difference instead of going out there in the society and wanting to change and wanting to question they just turn okay you know let me know what is it inside what is it all about so that is the big difference there looking for answers inside and that is a very intimate and personal journey that they take on 
So let's today discuss about different things and starting with I think one of the biggest differences between a normal person and a spiritual seeker is their goal. What is the goal of a spiritual seeker? So let's start and why don't you all share and please feel free you can type in you can even unmute and talk. What do you think is the goal of a spiritual seeker? Okay, Poonam is saying to be free from suffering. Okay, yes, that is important. Sanjay remaining in bliss. Very nice. Renu to look for divinity inside. Yes, Ruchika is saying blissful, that uh, spiritual seekers want to be blissful. Okay. Shilpi is saying to accept things as they are, to be in awareness. You're right, Shilpi. I would also agree that uh, that is what that happens, right? That is what they learn. But when we start on the spiritual journey, this is not what we are looking for. We are looking for some other goal. But yes, what we learn is that we have to accept things as they are and we have to be in awareness. You're right on that part. Anaya is saying, we persevere to know how to end suffering. We want to know how to end suffering. And as I said, you know, like most people, they move outside to end the suffering, but we turn inside for the same. Padvekar is saying, ultimate freedom and bliss. Yes, perfect. Ultimate freedom. That is what we are all looking for. That is the goal of a spiritual seeker. That nothing short will do. You know, I'm not looking for simple or temporary solutions. No more. No, I don't want that. I just want that ultimate freedom, that bliss that will never go away. Once I have it and I have it like forever, I never want to fall back into the suffering or no, I don't want to do that. Poonam is saying to know who I am. Yes, absolutely. To know who I am. That is the goal of a spiritual seeker. Anaya, to realize the ultimate truth. Exactly. Yes, the ultimate truth. And that ultimate truth which leads to freedom as Padvikar said. And bliss of course, many of you have said that. Ruchika, I started my search to reach a state of fearlessness. Very good. That is very important because what happens is uh, when we look at the ways of the society, when we are living our life, there is so much fear, there is so much anxiety. And as we go on, it seems like oh, there is no end to it. So what is it that will give me... The ultimate, you know, fearlessness. Sangeeta is saying, spiritual seekers questions and other person agrees and accepts everything. Are you saying that when spiritual seekers say something, the other people agree and accept? Please, can you just say that again? I didn't get that. Sorry. Satya is saying, as an ignorant starts with ending suffering. When seeking starts, it is out of curiosity to know the truth. Yes, you're absolutely right, Satya. We start with uh, ending the suffering, as many others have also said here. And there is also curiosity that we want to know the truth. And the more we walk on it, of course, you know, we gain more clarity and we realize there is more. So it also keeps on changing. Okay, so Sangeeta is saying he questions everything. Yes, yes, he questions. Spiritual seeker questions. And the answer that they look for is by questioning the answers they are looking for inside not outside so i think that is where all of us have also started you know our spiritual journey 
to look for end of suffering, to look for ultimate freedom, bliss, to know the truth, to find the divine inside. So that is the biggest difference between a normal person because for a normal person, it is about finding answers in the world. It is about making the worldly life more beautiful, more comfortable. But for a spiritual seeker, uh, the goal is very different. The worldly matters are a very low priority. The needs and responsibilities are fulfilled, of course, you know, because uh, the survival is also very important. But they don't make any efforts to decorate it any further. They are happy with what they get as long as it is fulfilling their needs. If there is more, absolutely no problem at all. Uh, they are not against it as well. But that is not their goal to make the worldly life more beautiful. They are interested in finding the ultimate truth. That is their goal. So that it leads to ultimate freedom, bliss, fearlessness, end of suffering. That is what their goal is. And that makes all the difference. And for anyone to start on a spiritual journey, the first thing that we need to do is, what is the spiritual goal? That is where it starts with. Let's take... Uh, Another point, how a spiritual seeker uh, is different from the normal person. Let's talk about money. So let's see, how does, what do you think? What is the difference between the need of money for a spiritual seeker as compared to when you are not seeking spiritually? Is there a difference? There is no difference? Or if there is a difference, then what is the difference? Are they for money? Are they against money? Are they indifferent to money? Okay, Suma is saying money need only for survival. Very good point, Suma. For them, it is the needs for the needs of the body needs, you know, as long as your survival is required. It does not need to be like really that you have to live in a very minimal way. But yes, whatever works for them. Uh, Renu, no difference as money is needed for survival. Yes, absolutely. Money is definitely needed for survival and it doesn't make any difference. If they have even more than that, they are not throwing it away. They are not running away from it. They are fine with that. Padvekar, difference is needful and unending desire. Difference is needful. Yes, they are meeting their needs. Unending desire, can you explain that? I didn't get that. You mean to say that there is an unending desire for money for them? Shilpi, for survival only. Yes. That is their main concern. As we saw even in the goals, worldly matters or improving the worldly life is not their goal. Poonam, they have respect for money but are not trapped in its web of attachment. Not indifferent. Absolutely, Poonam, you are right. Money is definitely required. But they are not trapped. Okay, Padvakar is clarifying for spiritual seeker needful. Yes, yes. For spiritual seeker it is needful and for a normal person it is an unending desire. Yes, that is the biggest difference. Alka is saying spiritual seeker enjoys the comforts but never bothered about it much. Yes, Alka, you are right. They also enjoy the comforts. There is no harm. You know, you don't want to be uncomfortable. You don't want to live... Uh, like a beggar or live a very uncomfortable life and they would do all you know they would earn the money they would ensure they they have the comforts which are required for them but at the same and even if they have more that is also okay but 
they are okay with what is there you know like some people have this idea that if you take on a spiritual path i'm sure not people here but generally i'm just saying that uh, you don't need money you can be poor uh, it doesn't work like that if by being by being poor one was spiritual then all the poor people in this country at least would be great right the biggest difference is that a ordinary person money is a very important goal they are always looking for more and more they are wanting uh, luxury they are wanting to decorate their worldly life but for a spiritual seeker they are not running after money they are not running away from the money normal people would kind of you know earn more and more money even after they have enough to last a lifetime no uh, if they have enough for their needs then they think oh we need to leave for our uh, you know children or maybe you know next generation or maybe seven generations or how they can make it bigger and bigger so that is the and which is okay which is absolutely fine we are here specifically talking about is it important for a spiritual seeker no the focus is not on how much one can earn but how much one needs and they also earn wisely and spend wisely in fact i remember once uh, you know guruji was sharing in uh, one of his satsangs that um, people like to like you know uh, we give like to donate give money in charity so he was saying why do you want to give money in charity give do charity to yourself earn enough put it in the bank leave your job so that you have time to do your spiritual practice you know you save time and that's exactly how uh, spiritual seekers think if they feel they have invested there is enough that can take care of their needs they might as well focus on their spiritual practice the time what is their goal why spend so much time in earning and keep the needs simple spend wisely instead of earning more so that is how their mindset works mostly and in my experience as well at least the people that i have come across that is how they work renu is saying money is required to be earned for self without being dependent on others very important point renu yes uh, being dependent is not advised at all on the spiritual path dependency of any kind and especially financial dependency in fact in uh, one of the qualities of a spiritual seeker one of the qualities is to be financially independent that uh, if if of course there are you know your family is there supporting you and that is fine but otherwise it is important to be independent alka is saying there is a saying you can't do bhajans with empty stomach yeah you're right and uh, they say that one should be spiritual from inside but uh, saksham in hindi we say na saksham from outside should be able to take your own decisions live your own life and for that being financially independent is important yes very good you know spiritual seekers also recognize that social conditioning has created humans into money making machines no people are into the rat race and many times you will see that you know even those concepts of making more money come from the society because of the comparison because there are families or uh, you know your relatives they have expectations that you should be having all those things or what their lifestyle is so you should also have a big grand lifestyle 
and if you don't match the lifestyle then there is kind of a uh, what do you say you feel a little inferior there is a complexity about it so all these things it comes from the society but the more you walk on the spiritual path the more you get closer to who you are this feels like uh, very very secondary then we let's look at uh, the food the diet of a spiritual seeker generally you'll find at least in my experience that i have seen it is pure and simple they will eat very simple food for most people who are doing some specific practices it is also very important to eat sattvic food like you know if you are on a kundalini marg or um, even when you are doing uh, kriya practices some of those paths do require or you know you have those breathing where a lot of pranayam is practiced so sattvic food is the best that works and especially when you do more practices you will not like uh, more spicy oily or uh, heavy food they like to have food which can be cooked quickly and natural food which is most suitable for body the purpose of uh, food becomes eat to live and not live to eat another thing that i have noticed in uh, spiritual seekers is that they like to cook themselves and they prefer not to eat at uh, other people's houses or even outside food that is a preference that i have generally seen do you also see that suma is saying saves time yes are, are you saying that for cooking and simple food suma okay yes yes absolutely it saves a lot of time it's simple and you don't want to spend too much time even in the kitchen right yes padvikar is also saying yes renu is saying yes at the same time they are not averse to eating different kinds of foods or trying i mean these are uh, this is not a very important thing there why i have picked up on this diet thing is some people can become like especially when they you know visit gurus and all they can become very uh, very keen to find out what do they eat how do they eat and wanting to copy them so uh, or you know like uh, let's say if there is a particular person who does not eat a food and it can be because of their own you know the way they have been brought up some people are don't eat like uh, i know somebody uh, uh, from north india a very famous person who does not have a palate for south indian food okay because he's always stayed in the north india now he will not eat dosas and idlis now does that mean that the people who follow him don't need to eat dosas or idlis no you know you can eat that but sometimes people also start believing that if a guru is not eating a particular food then they should also stop eating that kind of a food so that is not required as long as your food is simple wholesome nutritious it suits you uh, and you like simple food that is absolutely fine and i had also earlier shared that uh, you know this guruji that i knew he was uh, he used to love chinese food so some people who came and visited and said oh guruji he eats chinese food how can he be a guru rajeshwari is saying does it even matter you're right it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter on certain paths as i said the guru may even prescribe that don't eat these foods or eat these kind of foods but otherwise it is something like really really simple okay ruchika is saying for sometimes it matters then you elevate yes yeah when you are uh, doing some practices it it matters at that point of time yes satya should eat if there is a desire for a particular food absolutely absolutely why not 
there is no point in suppressing your desires if you have a need for a particular food yes alka you are right when you are doing a particular sadhana it is important to follow a particular diet on the gyan mark there is no such restrictions about food but as you stay in awareness you know what are the right foods for you then next let's talk about relationships of a spiritual seeker the biggest relationship of a spiritual seeker is actually with his or her own self that's it there is only one relationship it's only with your own self and then it is with the guru guru because from the guru you are learning or let's say if you have also he say na the guru and you become one after a particular point so guru is also you and then when you are learning so the next relationship is with your guru and after the guru it is with spiritually minded like minded people few friends maybe you know some family members but the biggest relationship is with the self do you agree excellent everybody is agreeing to this very nice yes and spiritual seekers they in the relationship also they only talk if required when necessary they do not like to gossip do not slander others not interested in knowing who got married who got divorced who got job who lost a job how much the person is earning who won the election right we'll see that most relationships like people are having these kind of conversations those conversations also they are not interested in if a spiritual seeker takes on the role of guiding other spiritual seekers then you would listen otherwise they always prefer to be in solitude even when they have nothing to do they will tell that they are very busy no time to have conversation no time for guests not interested in uh, discussing any anything else but yes if there is a satsang okay if there is a spiritual discussion going on that is where you will find the spiritual seekers every um, here uh, we are also having a satsang in some of the other form every day and all of us attend that so and that is the way it works now why it is also important for the relationship now for a lot of people and maybe you know some of you may have questions around it which would be most welcome when you are living in the society you may not want to have relationship with others but other people would want to have a relationship with you right they are reaching out to you they come sit talk or they have expectations and that is when it becomes very difficult to sometimes manage that i don't know if uh, any one of you is facing that but uh, i know a lot of people who talk to me they tell me that how do this one manage those expectations like you don't want to have a relationship but others want to have a relationship yeah ruchika is saying my story <laughs> yeah sometimes we can't avoid relatives functions you know what has i'll just share what has worked for me it is a complete call that we take right who are the people whom we will prioritize in our life when we say you know like how so my saying we need, we cannot avoid certain relatives and all so yes i decide that these are the relatives that i would like to keep associating with and so if there is something they need to keep a relationship with me and i need to attend that that's fine i need to be with them that's fine that's a call that i take and there are certain people i may decide no i do not want to uh, you know they are not a part of my priority so i just let them go and that is absolutely okay with love and over a period of time people also understand 
and if you are like straightforward direct and when also I have been very open even about telling people that this does not interest me anymore I tell you in the last 10 years or 11 years I have only attended one wedding that's all I just simply tell them when they invite me I say no I'm not interested I'm not saying you do that please I'm just sharing with you and even with relationships I tell you know this is what I'm interested in I tell them you know what you would like to talk I'm not interested in what I would like to talk I know you would not be interested in I love you and it is all good but that is all that is where it is that's it so the moment we set our spiritual goal the moment we have clarity in our mind that this is what we are doing we can manage the relationships accordingly where we need to give our time and where we don't want to give our time at the same time, if someone is seeking spiritual guidance, they want to discuss spiritual matters, I'm always available. And all my friends and relatives also know that. If anybody has any other idea or what has worked for them, it will be good if they can share. Rajeshwari is saying sometimes avoidance also becomes a shackle. You're saying that if you avoid, it causes trouble. Not exactly. Hmm. Um, May I say something? Yes, Mr. yes, King? please. Yeah, yeah. So what I wanted to say that uh, even if we are meeting, uh, we should not get affected by them. So rather than avoiding, because always we will be thinking of avoiding people, then it in itself it becomes a bandhan kind of thing. Okay, okay. Whereas let it go, go with the flow, then neither get attached or not avoid that's what i feel okay sure sure rajeshwari thank you you have a point there if you are someone who can manage that that you are with the people you are not avoiding them at the same time you uh, it that does not affect you at all that's fine that's great if you can manage that but mostly I have seen, you know, uh, we cannot say that we will not get affected because the system, the body, you know, the kind of energy, I think the kind of energy that you are in with sometimes with different people, it does affect you somewhere. You may not get affected internally, but somewhere in the body, in the mind, it does come in. It depends again, you know, in various situations. It's not like one thing fits all. I would say if you can without avoiding being with people and stay uh, afloat, perfect, go for it, that's the best thing. But if it doesn't work for you, then you can also avoid. You can also be very clear about what you want, completely your Alka is saying, if you go out in society functions or gatherings, you really feel drained out of energy. Yes, yes, that is the, uh, that is the experience of many. And it also depends how much time, right? If you just go out for some time, it may not bother you. But if you are there for a longer time, so, you know, there are various factors involved here. We have to choose what works best for you. Tenu is saying it's like being a lotus in muddy water. Wonderful. Yeah, exactly what Rajeshwari is saying. Now, if you can uh, be there, be part of the function and yet not get affected, that's great. At least what I have seen for myself, I'm not interested only. There is no interest in being part or be attending or... And once because I have made it very clear and others have also understood, now, you know, there is no conflict at all. There is no conflict in avoiding as well. Satya is saying, find it difficult to fit in. Yes. Sanjay is saying, guarding and respecting boundaries. 
guard yourself and respect boundaries you know like you would respect boundaries but many times we have seen that other people uh, they like to push their ideas or thoughts onto you right you may not want to push your ideas but they would like to that is the big difference see a spiritual seeker is not interested that you find anyone and go and tell them what you are doing or what is right or let me give them some gyan or who are you no they would never like to impose themselves uh, but generally you will find the other people they would like to come talk and force their ideas on you so that also drains energy because you are not interested in uh, you know what they need to share with you okay shilpi is saying does such things fall off on its own when one is on the path so what happens shilpi is as i said if you make it a very strong goal and you realize that um, the other relationships are coming in your way and if it is possible you are yourself going to take those strong actions you know it's like when you are very hungry you want food right you will not allow anything to come in between you and the food you would just first want to fill your hunger it is something very similar when you are so hungry for the spiritual knowledge if there are certain relationships which are coming in the way which you can avoid this may happen so you can also say that they automatically fall or you will take an action so it you will be more comfortable taking an action and letting them go instead of sticking on to them it becomes very easy for you to let go and until you feel that a relationship is more important then you carry on with it certain relationships like a spouse or your kids or maybe parents you may still continue to keep them and fulfill the responsibilities once effort is equally needed yes but you know this effort that's what i'm saying effort is required but when the desire is very strong that effort also becomes effortless like i don't have to make an effort to let go because what i'm wanting is so i want it so badly that effortlessly i let go of that relationship which otherwise i wouldn't have okay let's talk about uh, behavior and emotions okay sangeeta has a question sometimes when you don't want to listen to their bullshit they are they think we are misbehaving so how to handle that <laughs> very good question sangeeta it becomes really difficult you know sometimes to listen to people that's what i was saying right we don't force our ideas on them i don't see spiritual seekers forcing their ideas but they like to tell theirs so this time my suggestion would be this time now that you are caught with them so you have to listen to it so just listen to it in awareness if you can nothing like it but maybe you know just manage it and next time just avoid that person that is the best i tell you whatever other practices you may want to do with them if you just allow them to go out of your life that is the best way if if you cannot avoid that person anymore but if you uh, if you can avoid the person but if you cannot avoid the person and they are bullshitting then possibly you know there are other techniques then we will have to get into the realm of psychology and see how do we handle them what questions do we ask them how do we answer them back how do how do we become more assertive instead of either becoming submissive and being listening to them or becoming aggressive or fighting with them that would be a different matter here you know uh, to this also comes in the other aspect of behavior and emotions spiritual seekers have uh, 
and and maybe i'm being uh, biased here so you have to correct me but i think they are generally very kind and loving because they treat you just the way they would treat their own self they would never force their thoughts ideas they allow people to be themselves they honor themselves and they honor the people who are there but mostly what happens is again very similar to what uh, sangeeta is asking it is very difficult for non seekers to understand this act in either a victim mode that uh, everything bad is happening to them or they are in the silent mode making others victims plus non seekers love to talk about worldly stuff that does not interest the seekers it does not mean that spiritual seekers are better off than others no there is nobody better or worse off over here it's just the interest is very different so their behavior is very gentle quiet and they have all kinds of emotions you know somewhere uh, people also feel that if you are on the spiritual path can you get angry how is that possible or uh, can you feel sad or guilty or embarrassed or any other negative emotion why not you know you are just still a human being you would have all these emotions so now somebody will ask if you are also having all the negative emotions what is the difference between a seeker and a non seeker well there is a big difference because a seeker understands these emotions accepts these emotions and walks out of them he uses them for the use see even anger has a use feeling sad is a, has a use even feeling guilty is important in a to an extent because it stops you from making a mistake or if you feel embarrassed but they will not keep harping on these emotions they will not allow these emotions to run their life or to dominate their life that is the big difference they will deal with it use it and move on and if we talk about those who know how to be in awareness when you watch these emotions come and drop in awareness but it does not mean the emotions will go away none of these things as long as you have a body and mind everything will be there pain will be there emotions will be there but mostly these people um, will be very gentle and loving and kind and one more thing is there they are givers they are not interested in taking they love to give and when they give they give you all they don't keep any difference between you and themselves they give you the best they what they would like to have themselves what they keep for themselves that is what they give you and uh, we also spoke about like you know who can be more benevolent than the guru who makes you just as he is he doesn't keep any difference between you and him so that is the that is the highest giving that is possible on the spiritual path what a guru gives you they don't withhold at all they he brings you at his own level these are some of the points that i had in mind about the lifestyle of a spiritual seeker sometimes uh, you know another thing that i would like to add here is uh, you may need to make some changes in your lifestyle so that you can walk strongly on the spiritual path and i have talked about that in my videos even in other sessions and uh, i have taken some drastic steps in my life which have helped me immensely tremendously but it's not necessary i'm not saying everybody needs to do that 
but i would like to know from you guys if there is a particular uh, obstacle that you are facing or there is a particular step that you have taken which has helped you to progress on the spiritual path otherwise we are so caught up in other goals in the world that we don't even have time in fact i saw that in the last one one and a half years because of the pandemic uh, there was less of uh, social gathering or social meetings and therefore some people got a lot of time to progress on the spiritual path that has also helped but if any one of you has done something specific which has helped you would love to know that like i have shared 12 years back i left my job because my job was taking a lot of time commuting was taking a lot of time and i definitely needed to do something lighter so that i could work from home so i had more time for my spiritual practices and i also took a home away from the society so i would not be bothered by neighbors or anyone and i could have all the time to myself that helped me a lot that helped me a lot okay shilpi saying i have curbed my needs and desires okay so you have curbed your desires but curbed your needs maybe you you mean the same thing shilpi i'm just guessing over here because needs need to be fulfilled when we differentiate between a need and a desire a need is of the body right we uh, that needs to be fulfilled you need proper food you need a proper place to stay and you're in a family whatever you know the the needs they should be fulfilled but yes desires can always be reduced and also recognizing that uh, there is no end to the desires and in the path of knowledge we say you also realize that the desires are also not your own even just recognizing that helps that they don't belong to you excellent question rajeshwari spirituality comes under need or desire <laughs> okay let's ask uh, the audience here what do they think is spirituality a need or a desire okay satya is saying desire anaya is saying need punam is saying need suma is saying need shilpi is saying it's a way of life need padvekar is saying it's like majority of the people think it is a need shilpi is saying desire renu is saying both okay <laughs> anaya is saying actually a need for which we should have a desire for very nice diplomatic answer anaya <laughs> i like that <laughs> Padvekar is saying it's a purpose. Okay, yeah. Actually, I don't know myself, Rajeshwari. I don't know what is the right answer here. <laughs> Satya, in my opinion, desire comes first, and know the need only later. Okay, yeah. I like that. See, it starts with a desire that I need to know this, right? I need to know what is this spirituality or freedom. What is? Achna is saying desire. i think it needs to be a burning desire very strong one i would say that it is a need i'm i'm just thinking loudly that we are all spiritual isn't it while we may say we are on the spiritual path or i'm a spiritual seeker but is there anyone who is not spiritual we are all rooted in that spirituality so if we look at it from that point of view it is a need it is actually a need something really basic it is inborn yes see renu is saying since spirituality is inborn it is a need 
therefore it needs to be acquired it becomes desire alka is saying i think it is an urge to know beyond i think it becomes a desire because we are lost in so many other desires of the world so we may put it like it may start as a desire and as satya had said it starts as a desire but actually we realize it is a need only it is the most basic thing because that is what it is and whether we realize it or we don't realize it whether we know it or we don't know it we are all spiritual we are in that it's because we move too far away from it we move far away from the true nature that we have to desire it to come back to it but it is the most essential need so someone had asked this question how can i continue to be on the spiritual path while fulfilling family responsibilities and not having any time to practice i'm sure you all must have heard it as well it's very very common and it does bother us sometimes you know many of us have sometimes thought that okay do we need to uh, you know leave the family and go to the mountains go to the himalayas is that what is required to be on the spiritual path yes that would be ideal no as what we understand today that would be that sounds like an ideal situation but yes you know like for most of us the reality is that we are in the family responsibility and may not have any time to practice in that case i think whatever that you can manage you should do that and you should take on a path you should not take on a very intricate path which requires or demands majority of your time or too much focus on it you could do whatever is available for you you could take on a simple path and spend whatever time that you can and plus in the family responsibilities sometimes we need to take a call which are really responsibilities and which are the things which we have burdened ourselves with sometimes we have taken on too much on ourselves uh, unknowingly so it also helps to reevaluate your responsibilities it helps to let go most of the times i find we are not ready to let go we think they are responsibilities like you know you will have uh, mothers who would want to do everything for their children even when they have become old and uh, even when they are like you know like mature enough or above a particular age and then they think that it is their responsibility no it may not be you are not required to do that that evaluation is very important and if you cannot do it yourself because you may be pretty biased about it uh, you may connect with someone and if you have a guru someone is guiding you check with them they will be able to tell you this that what really is a responsibility there and what is it that you have taken unnecessary on yourself and then another suggestion i have is just like we take on you know holidays it is good if you always are busy with the family or responsibilities at least take out some time once in a fortnight once in a month at least one day off to yourself and if possible maybe in six months one week off go to a particular place so that you can contemplate these things help these things do help whatever that i have seen in my journey the people that i have connected with and the ones i know who have made progress and how fast they have made progress these are the things they have that have helped 
you see if uh, something would happen let's say something bad happens and you need to be in the hospital for one week two weeks three weeks right everything else will be taken care of your family the only thing is there the family will understand and will allow you that time in the hospital but if you just want to go for a vacation a spiritual vacation then they will not understand but uh, again if you make it a priority make it clear let them know that this is important to you and take on your time you say okay you know like in 6 months 5 months i will devote to you one month i will i'm going to take it on for myself so we have to work out things like that yes we need a break we need a break okay rajeshwari is saying many a times it could be the best situation 24 hours in the awareness yes uh, you know that is for those who are on the path of knowledge and who have understood awareness right that we are talking about the final but for a lot of people who are on the beginning of their journey or somewhere in between it is not possible being in awareness because even to realize that awareness what awareness is that also takes on some readiness kisuma is saying at least one or two hours in a day only for ourselves yes yes okay shilpi is asking what do you practice presently so shilpi now i'm practice uh, being in awareness being in the here and now always any tips for always being here and now first thing is how free are you in your mind from various uh, ideas beliefs responsibilities what you need to do that helps a lot okay because that allows you to be in this and if you have tasted awareness it itself is very addictive because you you just don't want to be anywhere else other than being in the awareness and then if you are practicing in the sense you need to remind yourself to be in awareness then there are a lot of uh, ideas that even guruji has given in there about how you can put reminders for yourself that you know you remember that i stay over here like for example you may put alarms or looking at certain objects or you know sometimes people who even uh, wear a rosary the idea is that through the rosary they are reminded that okay you know every time i look at it i am in the here and now you can also take up you know this question asking yourself maybe frequently am i here right now so the moment you ask that question you would just become aware another thing that works for me is like just being there right uh, knowing that i am right just i am and whatever is going on watching that that itself helps and even if you kind of go back into living in the uh, you know in the activities of the mind just even a quick remembrance and the more you remember the more it becomes easier for you to stay in there the more it becomes natural and automatic i would say what is important is to see uh, are there things that take you away what are those things that take you away from the here and now and you will find it is the mind and the mind because it still likes to believe in a lot of things anybody else would like to share if they have certain tips practices that they are following are you on step 4 shilpi in the program okay great yeah 
keep doing the practice that itself takes you all right thank you for participating i hope you enjoyed and i'll see you again next thursday thank you and good night